0: Hello, Village, and welcome to part two. We're going to talk about legacy. And in part one, we talked about family traditions. And now we're in part two, talking about legacy. And I'm Marie Ramos here with my friends, Kristen Scrogan and Kira. Say hi, ladies. Hey, y'all. Good morning. <laughs> Good evening. Maybe. Yes, good afternoon. (laughs) Good afternoon. (laughs) So we're going to talk about Legacy. And we left off with great topics. And we know we left off some good specific (laughs) ones. But we're going to talk about it now. So make sure you listen to part one. Because we announced the winners of the Babies and Toddlers. So you probably are one of the winners if you're listening to part two. And you haven't listened to part one. So go back and listen. But let's jump right in, Miss Kira. Legacy. Wow. That's a big word. That's a big word.
2: That's a big word. So in our our last podcast, we talked a lot about traditions and I I thought, what is the difference between tradition and legacy? And I really think it's just as simple as legacy is like the story that your life is telling. What are you leaving behind? So this is not in a morbid way, but just what every day, you know, when people leave your presence, how do you make them feel? Mm. You know, what are you leaving behind? And One of the people that I feel like has been a legacy in my life personally is my grandmother. I grew up in a single, um, my mom was a single mom. So my grandmother was a big part of my life and I was the only grandchild for 15 years. So, you know, hence I was probably really spoiled. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my grandmother worked in West Palm Beach at the city library. So one of the things that I began to think about is I took my kids to the library downtown, not the one that's on Clematis, but when it was facing Flagler, when they were really little, I took them there and I took them to the bottom floor. And there was a door there and I showed them this door. I remember this day so specifically, I showed them this door and I said, this is where my grandmother's little nook was. She was the janitor at the West Palm Beach (gasps) Library for almost 30 years. And I spent so much time in that little nook (sighs) because she would pick me up from school and she would bring me there on days that I had school off. I spent at the West Palm Beach Library. So before they knocked it down, (laughs) I took them there and I showed them this place. And they've heard of my grandmother because she passed away before they were born. I've shared so many stories of how she imparted her wisdom in my life that they feel like they know her. I and mean, before my grandmother passed, I thought about this. She was on her deathbed and I I wasn't married just yet, but I wanted Eric to meet her because this was the woman's shoulders mm-hmm. that I was standing on. And he came down and she was lying there. And I just remember this so clearly. She looked up at him and she said, he looks like a preacher. You should oh, marry him. <laughs> Those were literally the wow. last words that I ever and heard. She called, come, it. Uh, she called, she called it, it six months later. Yeah. <laughs> um, I felt like I had her her stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. But that is what legacy is—that mm. we're t- so still telling the stories of people and places and things that have meant so much in our lives and had so much um, input. So it kind of makes me think, as a mom, you know, when my children leave our home or you know, when I, when Jesus takes me, you know, away from this earth, what do I want to leave with them? What do I want to impart? What do do I want them to really say about me? You know, every morning I try to get up and and do my devotionals. And honestly, my kids see me go in the room and it's kind of convicting because I don't want them to see me every day going into prayer and, you know, just reading God's word, but then come out and I act like a crazy woman. (laughs) It kind of keeps me in check. So, To me, that's what legacy is. Legacy is Mm -hmm. what are we doing today as moms that will imprint on our kids' hearts? What will they remember? What will they know is truth about us? So I just thought it was important as we talk about traditions, what else are we
0: doing in our lives
2: that will um, produce legacy?
0: Clara, I love when you said that, especially the point when you're saying like, Where my kids are with me or my loved ones, you know, when I leave the room, like, what are they, what are they thinking about me? What is, what I'm leaving in their minds? Like, what's left? Like, what are they thinking of me? And that just, it just makes me think and analyze the way I speak, the way I behave, the way I communicate with them. What am I actually communicating? Mm -hmm. They're watching. They're watching. Mm -hmm. And not only, like, um, it's a great encouragement for moms that are listening because- Maybe in the moment we're overwhelmed, we're tired, uh, we're preoccupied or we're anxious. But if we refocus our mind and we do it in a way that we're thinking, you know, how is those little eyes, how are they seeing me right now? You know, are they seeing me frustrated because they don't know why my frustration is coming from. They don't know that I'm tired because I've been working this hard and doing this and that. But what am I leaving in their hearts? What's the imprint that my attitude, my actions, my 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 voice, my tone of voice, my everything is leaving in their hearts, you know. And sometimes we think they're too little, they don't get it, or sometimes we think, oh, they're teenagers, they have a busy life, that you know, it's not gonna. But it actually, I I mean, I, I'll have to say it, but I come from a very from a background of a very there was a lot of domestic violence in my home, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was pretty sad. And then we had to just leave, you know, my mom and all of us were five and I know the power of words, mm-hmm. you know, until so today. And even in my marriage, you know, we have to get counseling because words are really powerful and they can either build you up and destroy you. Mm-hmm. And I see what you're saying. You know, I seen how words can lit- literally lift you up or destroy you. And then that's something that is I, I always try to like make sure I work it with my kids to make sure that everything that comes out of my mouth, even if I'm frustrated, is something that can lift them up because I know the the eternal kind of damage I can do or benefit I can do with yeah. my words. Yeah. So I love that you're bringing this up because there's a lot of moms from, and from many walks of life right now that are listening to this and can relate. You know, they have great influencers and great parents, you know, like you have your grandma and some that they don't, you know, mm-hmm. either there are single moms or or single dads, you know, widows or people that, you know, that have influenced you positively or negatively. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that.
2: And I think, you know, as we talk about legacy and traditions, I think just one of the words that we throw out all the time is just being very intentional, very convicted to what, you know, what we're going to do with our lives. And one thing that I think that in the rush of um, 2020 and, and, you know, how we live is sometimes we say, well, it's quality over quantity, but I would probably tend to agree or disagree that, you know, leaving legacy takes quality time and it takes quantity time. Exactly Mm -hmm. right. I think that it's important for us to in the rush of life to remember that our kids are only with us for a very short time. If you think about their lifespan, hopefully, Mm -hmm. you know, they're going to be here for quite a long time, but they're really only in our home for a very short time. And I would just encourage us and um, challenge us to really be intentional about the quality and the quality, quantity of time that we spend with our children and the presence over the presence. Now, my kids may disagree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Like right now, you know, as teenagers, sometimes they may want the presence with the T on the end versus the (laughs) presence with the C on the end. But I would challenge us as moms to begin to think beyond these years of toddlers and babies and start Mm -hmm. thinking about,
0: you know, how are we going to make that imprint with our kids? And that's something that takes time. You have shared that with us before, Kristen, Mm -hmm. that That intentionality, you know, it takes time. That is why it's so difficult. Like, it's easier. We talked in previous podcasts, you know, it doesn't take any discipline for us to do any activity, you know, like we were saying, going to Target or doing things. But it takes a lot of discipline to do this, living a legacy, like scripture, reading God's word, you know, it takes time. And this is why. It's so hard. If it was easy, everyone will do it. Everyone will do it. Everyone and, will do and it. And as moms right now, our mission
2: field is right there in our homes, mm-hmm. if we think about it. You know, sometimes we're, you know, I know when our kids were little, you know, I couldn't go to Bible studies or I couldn't serve or I couldn't go on mission trips because I had little ones. But, you know, I would encourage the moms out there to really refocus your thoughts that, you know, right now you are living the Great Commission.
0: Yeah. and it's Right for,
2: there in your home. And it's
0: for a season. For I a love season. that you said mm-hmm. that because I was talking to a young mom. From am sure she has little ones and, you know, she's a professional. She has has prepared herself, you know, for the professional world. And she worked really hard before. And now that she has a little one, she's at home, you know. And she was struggling, you know, with the fact that she has to stay at home. She's learning how to stay at home. And I was just telling her, listen, this is a season. And it might seem like a season that... Like we have said before, nobody sees you, you're kind of lonely, you feel like you're not being used the way God has given to you and you, you have prepared yourself. But it's a season, I was telling her, it's a season that I feel and I've been there that God is actually preparing you spiritually for what's coming. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not home in this season and you don't value what you have right now, whenever the Lord actually asks you to go out in the world, like in the field, to do what you need to do, you won't be able to look back and appreciate what you have. You know, you have to be in this season, mom. And I know some of you feel lonely and some of you feel like you're not being understood. And then you can do so much more. You know, if you take that little job, that will do so much more for your family. But this season in your life at home is so valuable. Like you're leaving a legacy. Mm -hmm. This is, and you might not see it right now because they're little and you think it's not going to leave any legacy. Like who's going to remember? They're one and I'm changing diapers and I'm cleaning throw-ups and messes. Mm -hmm. But it's like, there's something that you're building that is not seen that will go beyond scene, you. That will yeah. go beyond you. Legacy lasts you. forever. And it's something that is is creating in you, it's like shaping you to when whenever you actually have to go out, you're gonna wish for those days to come back. Yeah. You know. So that's one thing that I, you know,
2: and Kristen, you're like again one season ahead. You mm-hmm. know, your legacy with your kids and mm-hmm. now, you know, you have grandkids that are coming. Grandkids <laughs> <I'm excited. laughs> and that's what you want. I mean, I'm sure that you're thinking, you know. All the foundation that you've laid with your boys and with your girls, this is what they're gonna be talking about to their kids. Yeah. And you're you're hopeful, whatever your name is gonna be, haven't decided yet, <laughs> that your grandkids will be speaking of that to their kids. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's it's nice as moms, you know, young moms that we start thinking, what are the generations ahead of us gonna say and what they're gonna think? And my grandmother again was one of those women who just left a lasting impression on me. And she was a woman who liked to celebrate. She liked to make, take little and make much. Um, as I mentioned, she was um, a janitor for 30 years, but she was an educated woman. But during her time, she just didn't have the opportunities mm-hmm. to to do a whole lot of things, but she could read. And because she was in the library, she read and she made sure I read. And one of my fondest memories, um, she celebrated big time for holidays. And right now, if you look up in my cabinet, she, there's a bowl that's there that's so precious to me. And I remember as a little girl, my grandmother made cornbread every day. I don't know why, but she made cornbread every day. <laughs> and she mixed it in this bowl. And I've kept that bowl. She's been gone for almost 30 years. And I kept that bowl. And I just remember distinctly, she would go in, in the library and she would read these books on how to do all kinds of arts and crafts. And every Easter we could look forward to, she would um, blow out the inside of an e- of regular egg and she would hand paint eggs. Oh and wow. I have some of those hand painted eggs. Beautiful. She would make gumdrop trees. Oh, wow. For for Easter and I st- I have those actual gu- <laughs> not the gumdrops but I have the, <laughs> I have the trees that she would create at Christmas she made it beautiful she lived right here in West Palm Beach off of Tamron which is the projects mm-hmm. which we call the projects government mm-hmm. housing but she had the best yard cuz she was a gardener. Mm-hmm. And people would walk by and say Miss Wilma, can I pick roses? I mean, who has roses in the projects? I mean, come on now. <laughs> <You're trying laughs> My grandmother had roses <laughs> in wow. the project. I mean, and I rem- I remember I have pictures of her yard in the projects. And even now, you know, living in the projects was not a proud moment. But I was so proud that my grandmother, Mm -hmm. she invested in the little that she had Mm. and she was going to make it much. And you
0: see those things have value just because of the person that had those things you know because it was somebody that left a legacy in your life so it's not that we're talking about material things that we keep as a you know golden precious thing is the meaning connecting with the memory the person Mm -hmm. that made that actually valuable because a painted egg can be a painted egg for anybody (laughs) but because of the person that actually you know had that it that's that's the value that, mm-hmm. that you have for me. Um, I mean, I grew up with my grandma as you part of my life too, and my mom, and um, the conversations and the meals. I mean, we're Hispanic, uh, Hispanics. We like we like to eat. <laughs> it's all about foods and everything, and all the meals. So. Every other time when I eat something that's very cultural to, to my, you know, to the Puerto Ricans and everything, it just reminds me, you know, like, you know, sometimes like you smell something or you hear something, it, those senses, mm-hmm. it can trigger something and go back years. Yeah. And I smell I'm like, oh my gosh, I just transported myself back in Puerto Rico in my grandma's kitchen. And then cooking is just great memories mm-hmm. of people that have left a good
2: legacy yeah. of morals and values. That's awesome. And I mean, I think about now even just her faith, you know, mm. and all of that. So that encourages me. And that's mm-hmm. what we need to, you know, as moms, you need we need to be thinking about even our faith walk, how that is going to be a legacy for our children and, and the generations to come. So I would just encourage uh, us to begin to think about, as we're thinking about traditions and the things that we want to incorporate in our families and our homes, that we also think about legacy. Yeah. Kristen, what about you? Are there any like childhood memories or things that... Just were really special to you. So you know, actually, I'm going to pivot off of that. Yes,
1: there are, but one of the things that that we've been able to incorporate in our home from Jimmy's side of the family is his. So his. We're about to have a grandson in December, and then a granddaughter in January. I could talk about that all day, (laughs) but our grandson's name is going to be James Harris Scroggins the Sixth. I feel like we're like King King Henry the Eighth or something. But James has felt our James has felt this tremendous pressure since he was about the seventh grade to make this happen, and he feels like a stud now because he's like I have produced a a male. Uh, But but the James Harris Scroggins um, have been about faith. And so Jimmy's dad, who was James Harris Scroggins third, remembers being with his grandparents and they would go back and forth. He said he could hear them through the walls when he would stay with them and they would recite scripture back and forth mm. to each other. Oh, wow. And that made such an impact on him. And then he's done the same thing to his grandchildren. Now, he he pays the children to memorize verses, a dollar a verse. I haven't told them that a dollar's not meaning much anymore, but they'll do it because they love their granddad and they know that's important to them. But one of the verses that he has instilled in all of us is Proverbs 22, 1. And it says, a good name is to be more desired than great riches. Favor is better than silver or gold. And that's really what we're talking about this morning is this legacy, this name. Mm-hmm. what are we what does it mean to be a Scroggins and really more than that what does it mean to be a Christ follower and how are we passing that on to our kids but now we've we've done that that is like our our verse from GDAD um, to us and we have like Kings Academy that's where my kids play sports they have these paw prints that they paint and you get to pay money to put something <laughs> on top of that paw print but we have Scroggins on it and then we have Proverbs 22 1 and when my kids walk through that every day I want them to remember that verse, and so that's that's a that's way that awesome. the legacy yes. from years beyond. And, I, and I'm hoping now that James Harris Scroggins, the sixth, will have that verse implanted in his mind, and my sweet little granddaughter, and all of these things that you know we're trying to do with our children now Jimmy and I are going to get to see hey because Jimmy's dad says this no pressure but he said it doesn't you being a good parent doesn't mean how your kids turn out yeah. it's how do your grandchildren turn out were yes. you were you able to pass on not just what's important to you but how to teach what's important to you to those grandchildren can your kids carry that on and so we're waiting Goals. can they do it <laughs> we're praying but uh i'm just so proud of both of our married couple children because they just, they both, all four of them love Jesus. I'm talking about the husband and wife and they're, they really do have it in their hearts to, to train my grandchildren to know and love him. And so we are cheering them on big time. And this doesn't
0: come, I love listening to you. I'm taking notes because I'm still on the, on the cotton candy stage, I call it with the babies (laughs) and everything. But mom, we want you to understand this doesn't come like from day and night. Like Mm -mm. this is like, years yeah. and years of pouring and praying and getting on your knees because Miss Kristen and Miss Kara I can tell you this hasn't come easy this is a lot of tears and yeah. a lot of like prayer I mean there's times that have been great memorable times and there's times that we've just been crying and praying for our
1: kids and, and honestly that just I don't even know If this may speak to someone, because I think sometimes we talk about all these wonderful things we do, and then people are like, holy cow, these people are like in another planet. (laughs) But sometimes you have to wake up and realize, I maybe have dropped the ball in a certain area, Mm -hmm. and it's okay to start whenever you figure it out. So if Mm -hmm. you're listening and this has not been a priority for you, you're just trying to tread water, that's okay. Start today. Actually, I'm going to tell on myself, and I'm embarrassed because here I am a pastor's wife, but I have my quiet time. But I was for years wasn't doing that in front of my children, and so Daniel was Daniel, who is my second born. He's married now. He's having my granddaughter. But anyway, (laughs) um,
2: you can say that any many times you want. (laughs) It applies to everything.
1: But he was eighteen, and I was I was getting ready to teach us something about the importance of having a quiet time. And he said, "Mom, you have your quiet time every day." And y'all, I was like floored and shocked and embarrassed and hurt. And I was like, D, yes. And he was like, I did not know that. Y'all, he was 18 years old. <gasps> and he knew I read the scriptures because we would memorize scriptures together. We would talk about Jesus all the time. It's not like he thought, I never read my Bible. But he didn't know that I had that discipline mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And you could say, well, he's just not observant. No, this kid is observant. <laughs> he knows. But <laughs> I know was him. doing it we in the him. privacy of my bedroom yeah. early in the morning before they got up. I was doing the discipline, but I wasn't passing down the importance mm-hmm. of that
0: the legacy
1: to him. Even though I would say, have your quiet time, memorize scripture. And he, again, he knew that we were, but I wanted, so I've changed it now. My stuff spread out on the table <laughs> and we're talking about, you know, and I would even say, Hey, in my quiet, quiet time, time yeah. but somehow now that you're did. putting stickies on the, on the <laughs> mom time. had her quiet time, but that did not translate. Even when I was saying, Hey, I haven't, but to have that visual of here's mm-hmm. my Bible open. So my, my encouragement to that is just, Hey, if you are noticing, gosh, my, I'm I'm not really doing this. Do it now. Don't yeah. just say, well, I
0: messed up. Just keep keep going. I love that you bring that up because I didn't grow up Christian and in my family we didn't grow up knowing Christ. So for I don't have those stories for me to tell you, mom, about oh, they used to do this and that. it's totally the opposite. But I learned along the way. And when my family actually met Christ and I came to know Christ <laughs> at a young age, all these things starting to like I started to learn, and like you saying, Christian, it, it, there's a point in your life that you feel like maybe, well, I I never grew up knowing that, or I don't know how to do that. I never, I, I was never taught mm-hmm. how to do that. You know, it's never too late. That's why God's love and grace—it's amazing. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you're standing right now, Mom. Even if you're right now in a season that you're overwhelmed, there's a lot of things happening, you know, Mm -hmm. in your marriage with your kids and you're in in a place that you find yourself. You're like, nobody can understand me. I'm literally drowning here. Like if somebody can understand what's happening and, um, and you're probably thinking, what is this legacy? Why is this getting to me? Because of this, because no matter where you're standing right now, mom, The legacy that we're talking about is like that God's love and grace. You can start like right now. You can just go and start with a prayer. Just ask God to just fill your heart, you know, and those empty spaces and just fill them up, you know, and just start with one scripture a day. Start small. Yeah, Yeah, start small. You can, I always tell my mom, start with Proverbs. Proverbs, one proverb a day. You can do that or Mm -hmm. Psalms, you know, but start finding that routine that gets you closer to scripture and God. And that will help you actually start a legacy with yeah. your family. And like Kristen was saying, do it openly. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if we do openly a lot of things, you know, watching movies and sports mm-hmm. and so many things with our kids, the most important one, which is quiet time. Why can't we just show the positive ones that are actually changing our lives from the inside out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. and. I th- yeah, I think
2: as our kids get older too, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kristen, like I've even started to to share what's appropriate, like even when I'm struggling spiritually mm-hmm, with my mm-hmm, kids, mm-hmm. you know, and the triumphs, because yeah. I really, you know, when they get older, you really want them to connect those dots of what a relationship with Christ is all about. Yeah. And that, you know, ultimately, if I leave this earth today, that is what I want, you know, hopefully. Actually, the a
0: couple nights ago, um, I remember I was... Very overwhelmed, <laughs> like a mom with a lot of toddlers. Um, mm-hmm. But then um, I actually I reprimanded um, my three year old, and I and I told, her, okay, you're grounded, you are going to your room, and I raised my voice and everything. I was and I realized at the moment, I'm like, oh, I that was not that was not nice, mom. Like you lost it for a second, and I was and you never know who's watching. You mm-hmm. never know. And right away, I'm like, you know, your sinful self. You're like, no, it's okay. I'm the mom. They need to respect. And I was like okay, you know what, Jesus Marie, that is not teaching what God is talking about. I'm like, And I went back and my three-year-old, you know, she was crying and she felt sad. And I just went down on my knees to her, le- her level. And I was looking her in the eye and I say, Sienna, I need you to forgive mommy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry. I made a mistake. And that took. Uh, it's, isn't this sad? That takes so much out of us. Mm-hmm. We're so sinfully prideful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry, I made a mistake, I messed up, I, I was overwhelmed, and I actually, you're not grounded, you you actually responded like a three-year-old, you you acted yeah. like a three-year-old, if mommy lost it, you did not deserve, like, deserve that, and um, you can come out, I'm like, will you forgive me? And she was like, yes, mommy, and she gave me a hug and a kiss, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, I need you to understand that mommy's not perfect, you know, and I was just trying in a simple way, just tell her how much I love her and everything. And I give her a hug and I walked away. And then my eight-year-old, I didn't know he was watching. And he comes to me and he's like, wow, mommy. And I'm like, what? He's like, that was pretty deep. That's good. (laughs) He's like, that's really good. And I'm like, oh, thank you. He's like- well, you just admitted you're wrong mm-hmm. and I'm like uh, yes that <laughs> takes a lot for a mom but yes. yes
2: and you know what that's leaving a godly legacy yes, it yes. Is. that's letting them see that yes. even if we haven't been given it mm-hmm. that we can still give it that's exactly yeah. right and and what a what an important
1: aspect of life showing your kids mm-hmm. what it looks like to ask for, for forgiveness, forgiveness. Yeah. and as the, when they're little, they don't realize you should because mom's perfect in mm-hmm. their eyes when they're older they they know <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and so and, and so but it, it does two things it it humbles us but it also shows them the the path forward when mm-hmm. they when they mess, mess up, up and when they sin and they they learn how to ask for forgiveness from their siblings yeah. and from us and uh, we need to be quick to ask for it and we need to be quick to 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 give it So, can we talk
0: about Christmas? Yes, (laughs) Because I I told (laughs) them in the previous podcast, we're going to talk about Christmas and there's no bigger legacy in any culture. We know Christmas is big. Yeah. Come on. The birth of
2: Jesus. That's the ultimate birthday party, right?
0: Yes, 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 yes. Can we talk about Christmas? Absolutely. Well, I I feel kind of funny because we
2: start Christmas back in October, so...
0: (laughs) You're I ready to tell everyone I you have your You know what? Up. That's
1: so
2: smart because it's so much work. It's so much work. <laughs> you <laughs> okay, may as well so, enjoy it. Yeah. And you know what? My kids used to think it was so fun. But of course, when they became teenagers, they thought, okay, that's so dumb. Like, don't tell people that we, we like, put up our Christmas tree. I remember
1: to- Maddie doing yes. that. She, middle school, she's like, mom, stop at. <laughs> yeah. and She's
2: still doing that. But I'm like, hey, this <laughs> what's happening on Oh, on, she'll do it to her Halloween. kids. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, she will do it. She'll definitely do it. <laughs> um, So just some of the fun things that we do at Christmas. And I didn't yes. realize that my kids actually really thought about this like. It's so simple. I make homemade eggnog. Okay, I know there are some eggnog people out there like,
0: ugh, gross. But Can I
2: admit I never try that? I'm going to make you homemade eggnog. So okay, different please from the make, store
0: me ble- make me a believer. I've never tried it, so I don't really, know. Really, really yummy. It sounds ew. Like if you have an egg in there. Does it have eggs? <laughs> it sounds
1: ew to me too.
0: Does it have an egg? I don't want to say that because now Kira's going to make me drink I know. it. There's going to be a lot of moms laughing it's at me. A, but it's a I'm lot. so Spanish. Yes, Does it, it has it? eggs, right? It yes, has but it's a lot of
2: cream. It's more cream. You know, if you think it's a lot of cream, a lot of sugar, like a raw egg, egg in it but it's not really it's, look, no okay all right ladies right, your favorite um eggnog recipe please help Kara, me here put help yours help me here. in the show notes oh. hey Ooh, i sure oh, will. I will. Oh, yes. will okay um we also do countdown to christmas like i don't know me it comes too. on tv but we and we sit and we do every night watch christmas movies as a countdown we have a big basket full of christmas okay, books can that we, we
0: read admit, can we admit who can
2: admit that watches hallmark
1: movies? oh maybe. um yeah My poor sons and my husband just roll their (laughs) eyes. They're like, it's the same movie every (laughs) single night, pretty much. I don't okay. care. It's okay.
0: I oh, like it. it. It's the same storyline, but <laughs> okay. we don't
2: care. We don't, well, see, you know, okay, guys, listen, if you don't like eggnog, I make homemade hot chocolate. How about that? Okay. Ooh, no, no, yeah. I want to try the eggnog. Okay, I'm gonna make it eggnog. Okay. We do Polar Express. My kids are older. We yes, still do Polar we Express. That. We Aww. jump in the car and we find different neighborhoods, and with homemade hot chocolate, we ride around and look at all the lights. I love Aww, that. My kids fun. are probably so embarrassed right now, but yes, we still no, do Polar I Express.
1: I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's fun. How about you, Kristen? Oh, I want to. I just want to be quiet and hear more <laughs> of Caris. But But we probably one of the. I'm realizing most of my favorite things we do are the things that we do towards siblings. So you know, we talked about last time with a birthday, we went around the table, but we started a tradition. I, I'm I I can't stand junk. I do not like junk. So when people say, I'm going to go to the Dollar Tree, I'm like, oh, gosh, no. But um, I can't stand it. So when we have eight children, and so we're like, well, they can't all buy each other. every. First of all, they have no budget. So I don't want all that Dollar Tree junk at my house. So if y'all like Dollar Tree, I'm for you. Just don't bring it to my house. But... Um, we decided, hey, we want them to make a big deal about each other. So we started drawing names. And so I, I understand if you only have a certain amount, it's impossible. But for us, with more children, they draw names. So every year on December 1st, I have a big bowl with their names in it, and they draw a sibling out, and they have to keep it a secret. They could not do that in the, <laughs> a long time ago, but now they can actually keep it a secret. And now our it's a great way, too, as your family becomes extended, because my married children aren't going to be able to to buy gifts for yeah. everybody but we asked them obviously we're not going to force them to participate but last year they wanted to and so James chose one my daughter-in-law Riley chose one Daniel and Mary Madison and it was the sweetest thing and oh, they all fun. they all were so excited Jeremiah um, you know got Riley his sister-in-law Aww. and it was so sweet to watch them be excited about it when we had our foster children we did that with oh, them that and Jeremiah chose one of my foster daughter and she got her a long board and I'm telling you it bonds them. Yes. And it's not about the gift. It's yeah, yeah. that they took the time to think of each mm-hmm. other. And so that was, it started because we didn't want clutter. <laughs> but now we're like, wow, what a tradition that we can carry on forever. And so that's probably my all time favorite thing that we do. You know, we we do have an Advent angel that my mom actually embroidered whenever I was five. Oh, wow. And the thing is antique, right? <laughs> I'm going to be 47 <laughs> soon. But we fill it with a piece of candy every year. And, and And they go and talk, you know, that's how we do our countdown to Christmas. And so there's just some little things, decorations, traditions with movies. You know, we we have a Christmas Eve service. Mm -hmm. And so every, you know, we go to that. That has become a wonderful Mm -hmm. tradition. We do a big Christmas brunch, like, and it's funny because my, again, my mother-in-law steps back and she's like, "Wow, you're got to be exhausted after all this is over." <laughs> but I love it. Yeah, I we love, enjoy. It. I love it so much. I love them enjoying the holidays, and and Christmas is huge because it's you know the birth of Jesus. Christmas and Easter for me are my mm-hmm. favorite, and so yeah, birthday cakes for Jesus,
0: all the all the stuff. Um, Jusma? well. One of the things we started doing that I actually got it from one of the staff wives. One time we were just sharing in one of the gatherings, like little traditions, and we started two years ago, and I love it because... Again, I'm, I'm not used to like the big gifts and everything because mm-hmm. we come from a humble background. So giving a lot of gifts is a little shocking to me, mm-hmm. believe it or not. So, but mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I want to I bless my kids, obviously, you know, always give them what I didn't have. But I'm like, I want it to be meaningful, kind of mm-hmm. like Kristen was saying. Mm-hmm. So one of them shared one time, they're like, hey, we do, we make sure that one of the gifts is a book and we integrate it in our gifts. And we did it a couple of times ago. And I love how my kids now, I'm like, I never thought they were going to get that excited about it. Book. I gave one of my like one of my sons is into Legos. I got him a Lego book. Mm-hmm. It was a story about a little Lego and everything like Emmett, and he loves it. And I love like I, I I go around like with every kid with my husband. I'm like, okay, we're gonna find three gifts, and one of them has to be a book, and make sure either it can be anything, a Bible story or something they're learning, but it has to be a book. So I love that. I love that the book. But I have to admit, when the holidays come, I get a little like. How do you I'm not saying sad, but um when you crave home, what is it? Homesick? Mm-hmm. I just want to be in Puerto Rico because they do celebrate like no other mm-hmm. oh my gosh. <laughs> like they do a lot of parrandas. Parrandas is like when they go to each home and they start singing at night. I know for you guys, oh, Caroline. Caroling. Caroling. Yeah, like they're like, call the police. These people are crazy. <laughs> but um, yeah, parrandas, the thing with Caroline is beautiful. You mm-hmm. guys are in tune and are, Parrandas is crazy. We're not in tune. We're like we're just loud and obnoxious, but it's fun. I miss that. And then Used to do a lot of like, um, we celebrate something that we don't celebrate here, but it's called the Tres Reyes, which is the three wise Mm men. And then the kids go and put, they get a shoebox and then they put grass on it. And it's it's food for the camels. So the wise men can come and just stop in our house and the three wise men can bring gifts. Too for the kids, so we still do that at our house. We awesome. get the shoe boxes, and we get grass outside, and sometimes we do like the the little footprints, kind of like of the of the camels <laughs> and everything. And then they leave little presents, like nothing big, but it's because the wise men are bringing presents to like, you know not only Santa Claus but the wise men too to baby yeah. Jesus. So. That's
1: awesome. Can I give a quick plug for Operation Christmas Child? Yes. The shoebox. you you have it. So that's one of our big things. And a couple of years ago, that can get expensive. I Mm -hmm. see all these people like on a dime, how I filled up a shoebox and and with $4 (laughs) and I'm like, (laughs) I'm just not that good. Probably because of my aversion to Dollar Tree, although I do get some good stuff there for those. But we have started the big be- right after Christmas, right after we fill the shoebox. We have a big glass mason jar, and we just put our quarters and our dollars and our mm. anything anybody leaves in the in their laundry. <laughs> too bad goes to the, <laughs> the jar, and we fill it up. And so then when it's time to fill the shoeboxes that year, we count it and we're like, okay, how many shoeboxes can we fill? And if they want to oh, donate more nice. money, we can. But it was a way for us to not get out of control with our budget, Good. and it's so fun to see all year. They're like, oh, our Jar. We 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 count it midway. We're like we got to get busy, or oh my gosh, we're going to be able to do so many shoe boxes. But that's a way for us to get our children focused on other, other people, people. Yes. and uh, it's an easy way. Most churches ha- have you; they give you the box, they, they collect it for you. It's an easy way for our children to be able to think of others, and that's really a huge thing that we're trying to do. Right? Is not yes. not have our kids get what my uh, pastor's wife in Louisville called the gimmies, yeah. you know, but, but that we learn how to teach them to think of others even yeah. through these can holidays. I, can I
0: jump in with that? I just, Please. you just said that. And one thing that we do, I totally forgot. It just reminded me of that. We have this little, um, churches, like cardboard boxes, churches, yes. like piggy banks. And, and then uh, <laughs> we have those little churches and then I put a name on each one and that's their tithe. Mm-hmm. So we're teaching our kids since they're little, it doesn't matter how you earn the money, even if you got it on your birthday or if you, like, sometimes I do, um, Work for hire, and I put a paper on the wall, and it's literally I need somebody to do the dishes yeah, or to so clean clean mm-hmm. the floor or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, I'll do it," and then I put the price: is a quarter to do the dishes, mm-hmm. it's fifty cents to do the the the, mop the floor or whatever. Sure. Oh wow! And that's, <laughs> yeah, and then I'm teaching them to earn money, yeah. but you gotta help me in the house. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but doesn't matter how they earn the money, they have to take the ten percent out for the good. church. So they not, they're so excited now because they see their little churches and they're like, "My son just had a birthday and he got." a lot of money. He's, he's excited. And then he's like, mama, I need to go do the the, the 10% and put it in my church. And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And then we were helping him, you know, with the 10%, but that's something we've done in a legacy. And we're teaching them that not only that because they have this money is because of the blessing of God allowing them to earn the money. Mm -hmm. And then we always have to give back because of God's grace and God's love. So we're teaching them how to tithe and my son actually asked me, he's like, mama, I'm like, I love this that we're giving to the church. And then he was asking like, how this, like, why do we do this? And he's like, I feel like I should give more. And I was just telling him, listen, this is God just teaching you how to start. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just where you start. You start with the 10% and later on, you know, if you want to do more, you can, mm-hmm. you know, but um, it's a legacy and it's a tradition that we are starting because we want to make sure when they're adults, you know, they, they give priority to what needs to be first and just give back to the church and, you know, and just giving. So I would just encourage moms out there
2: just to remember that it is a privilege and a responsibility for us to pass on godly legacy Mm -hmm. and traditions in our home. So with that, I'm going to challenge us. Um, We're going to give away a prize at the next Rec- release of this podcast, yeah. but I think we should like shake it up a little bit. Do okay, it. Do, it. Hey, do it, do it. I think it. we should say, "Hey, we need you all to submit some of your favorite traditions, family mm. traditions." Yes. Okay, and that's okay. how we're gonna draw. And that's how we're gonna draw. <gasps> there the you go. Oh, I so love it. It's gonna bless you, one of the moms, and it's gonna bless other moms because yeah. we're always looking for ideas. How about how about the winner? We
0: can share it on social media, and absolutely, ev- that would be amazing. Yeah, ladies, right. do it. We'll type it and we'll make it really pretty and post it on social media. Yes. So, share with us
2: your, your family traditions, whether you've started them or not. This may be something new that you exactly. want to start
1: something this I year. I want to do. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Oh, yes. okay.
2: Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today on the Mom Village. And we hope that you've been encouraged and blessed and that you can take a little bit of this and just bless your own village. All right. right. So, share with other moms what's going on. And we love you. We thank you for listening. Thank you. Let's There's all a... sign off together. Yes. yes. Ready?
0: <laughs> One, two, three. Bye. Bye.